the Democratic Social Club of Alexandria proudly presents Liberally Social School Board Edition, a podcast about who are all these local candidates and which ones am I voting for? We get it and we're here to help. Listen as we take each candidate not out, but in for drinks to discuss what on earth is happening. We wanna be really transparent about our agenda. We wanna help our fellow Alexandrians get to know hyper-local candidates, like actually get to know them socially. We're definitely not journalists, but we are the kind of people who would have a podcast about city politics. So we do know some of the candidates. We are just gonna throw ourselves some virtual parties, invite candidates, have great conversations, and record them all for you to listen to while you commute to your empty office building. The plan this time around is to introduce you to the candidates in two competitive school board districts, A and B. No, not all of them, only the ones you'd actually consider voting for. You know, because they aren't Trumpers, they support masking, and they have exactly zero pending lawsuits with ACPS. And there is no time to waste. So we're cutting our episodes in half. We've got to get you ready to vote by November 2nd. So let's go. ourselves so everyone knows who's at the pod party tonight. I'm Sandy Marks. I'm Ann Fawn. I'm Marta Shantz. And I'm Kristen Weber. And now let's all raise our glasses to our guest, former city council member and current school board candidate from District A, Willie Bailey. Hi. Hey, hi, Sandy. Thank you for the invite tonight. I really appreciate it. I had a busy day, but um, I wanted to make sure I, I had time to be here with you, some of my favorite people. So, again, thank you for the invite and take it easy on the old man. <gasps> Y'all, what I'm hearing is he said we're his favorite people. I heard that too. I like it. So, okay. <laughs> how are you doing? Oh, just crazy. It's crazy. I just walked in about 30 minutes ago. I was at Lyle's Crouch. They had a little back to school event and I, uh, company I always use. I got a clown to go there and do balloons for all the kids. Animal Aww. Balloons. Aww. <laughs> we noticed, we noticed your zoom goes Will. Should we be calling you Will or Willie? Will. Okay. Okay. You change that back and forth. Sometimes it's Will, sometimes it's Willie. Always Will. But it says Willie on all your signs. Yeah. I mean, I don't, because of what it says, on the ballot, that's why I do that. But really it's, I mean, my name's Willie, Will. but I, everybody calls me Will. If there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> uh, okay, hold right. on. <laughs> I love this. So, <laughs> so Willie is your full name and not a nickname. Right, exactly. Willie's my, but everybody calls me Will. Oh my okay. gosh. All, All right. right. Okay, Will, <laughs> what is a party without games? And you're at our party. One of our goals is to ask questions where we can't find the answers just by Googling you. So here is part of our list of essential questions for assessing a person's character. And your job is to give as many rapid fire, short answers as you can in just a few minutes. You got it? Yes. Okay, like, so here sorta. we go. <laughs> kind of, sort of. <laughs> kind of, sort of. All right, we'll, we'll go easy. Who, who's your favorite teacher? Mary Payne, my English teacher in my 11th and 12th grade year at formerly T.C. Williams, uh, Alexander City Public Schools. Would they be surprised that you're running for school board? 
Yes. Yes. Why? They what kind of student were you as a kid? Uh, I was a good student. I could be a little knucklehead at times. Uh, <laughs> what, my uh, assistant principal, John Porter, he's floating around here in the city. You can ask him. He remembers me. He says I call some of the gray hair in his top of his head, but okay. um, <laughs> I wouldn't be where I, I wouldn't be where I am today if it was not for my education here in Alexandria. So I love I that. that. So, do you have a favorite fictional educator from like a movie or a TV show? No, not really. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, as a single parent for many, many years, uh, I watched things they watched. So. <laughs> so it's not like Miss Frizzle? I feel like there's an opportunity for the magic school bus here. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. I, I mean, no, no Minerva McGonagall or. Professor <laughs> <laughs> well, like, don't have time to read Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So did you have a chance to binge watch anything during COVID? No, because as a public safety employee, I've been a firefighter for over 30 years in Fairfax County. Uh, At the time, um, as soon as COVID happened, I was uh, overseeing the deputy chief over health and wellness. So uh, I was pretty busy seven days a week, 24 hours a day, trying to keep the firefighters safe and and making sure they had all the things they needed out there as it relates to P- uh, PPE and things of that nature. So I didn't, I wasn't home a lot, to be honest. Gotcha. Do you have a favorite local restaurant for takeout then? Chadwick's restaurant in Old Town. I love Chadwick's. Okay. I love their, I love everything about them. Uh, What's your go-to dish? Oh, my go-to dish. I haven't found it anywhere in the world. Is their, um, uh, their spicy egg, chicken egg rolls. Oh my God, they're delicious. I'm okay. in, I'm, I'm okay, now I'm beer. hungry. You take okay. steak and shrimp and give me those egg rolls and a beer and I'm in heaven. Good. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, We're at time. That's, that's time. All right, I'll pass you over to Kristen. Hello, Will. The name of our first very serious segment why would you do this to yourself? And also, thank you for your service. <laughs> In episode one of our school board series, we talked to some former student representatives uh, to the school board about the things that motivate people to run for school board and why that matters. So tell us, what's your motivation for running? First of all, that was kind of sort of weird. You said, you must be crazy to do this but thank you for doing it, right? <laughs> right. You, like you get that. us, Will, like you that. get us. I like us. how you, uh, you approached me with that. So <laughs> I guess, first of all, first and foremost, folks that know me know how I care about kids, know how I care about my city. Um, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I was called by several folks to uh, run for city council again, I know. I didn't, I did not want to do it. Left a bad taste in my mouth the last time. Plus my parents are up there in age and I wanted to uh, be around for them. They, they live less than 10 minutes from me. So I spent a lot of time over there. Um, But then when, when I found out about school board, the same folks gave me a call and said, you know, you need to think about this. They need someone, they need folks that's there, care about kids and going to do it. We'll do it for the right reasons. So I thought about it and talked to my kids, my son and my daughter. So I decided to throw my name in the hat for school board. And um, 
I mean, like I said, everybody knows me. They know how I care about kids. I, I want to keep politics out of schools. I see, you know, I see certain folks, I see people talking about running for the school board and then brings up, then brings up this person, Trump, right? Things of that nature. Why, why should we even bring, bring in politics, especially someone like that, into, uh, into this school board race? So, and I'm a fighter, guys. I know people say, you know, are you ready for this? Are you, I mean, I did, I served 21 years in the U.S. Army been a firefighter over 30 years. You know, I was raised in Alexandria and Delray when nobody really wanted to live there. Well, so real quick, I want to follow up with you on just what are some personal qualities you think you have? I think I bring experience. Someone that's, you know, as a uh, non-commissioned officer in the military, supervising folks, as a uh, deputy fire chief in Fairfax County Fire and Rest Department, I oversee 150 individuals. Um, I Serving on, I, and one of the big things is already, I've served on city council. So I know how that works. I know how to talk to these individuals to, to try to get things done. You know, I've, I've succeeded. I feel I've succeeded in life because I know how to talk to people, how to approach people, how to, you know, that meeting they had the other night, uh, uh, school board, city council. I guarantee if I was there, I would have intervened and, and, and try to keep people on point on task. Because I tell people all the time, as long as we're talking about kids, we can't go wrong. But if you're going to bring your personal BS in, yeah. you're going to play politics. Mm -hmm. I'm the right one you can play that with, because I'm not going to I'm not going to play I'm not going to play that game. But I mean, I'm, I'm going to bring experience. I'm going to bring honesty um, and a willingness to do what's right all the time. Every time you see me, I'm going to tell you the truth. Because the next time I see you, there's nothing to remember, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Will. I, I'm going to pass you on over to Marta, but thanks again for uh, If I, hopefully I Okay, next up is a little segment we're calling Friend Me. One of the side effects of the COVID shutdown has been the advent of these online like Facebook parent groups some public, some private, some that have even organized around very singular issues. And so we just want your take on these groups. Like, are you in any of these private Facebook groups? Just what's what's the scoop? My, my kids told me I needed to get back <laughs> into the groove of being able to uh, maneuver around Facebook when I said I was going to run kids. So I... Will, you are talking like you are like 400 well, years old. You are not listeners he is not I've done a lot years in old. my young years <laughs> let's just say you know but um okay. I what I take from those and I hear about it I'm not I'm not attached or I'm not friends with any of those groups people have told me I should be so I can see what they're talking about but then they're going to ask you questions and try to draw you in so I I prefer to not even be involved but when people pick these single um issues to talk about First of all, it's probably personal to you, right? And what about all the other issues that our children are dealing with? Um, mm -hmm. So I, I, and when you, when you, and when I disagree with you, now all of a sudden you're telling me to go to hell, right? Um, I just, I, I, I have problems with that. I tell mm -hmm. people I can, I can work, I can sit down if I'm having a meeting with the devil, I can talk to the devil. Just don't ask me to go to hell with you, you know? <laughs> I'm serious. Right. I can have these conversations, you know, with P. I can have conversations with anyone, but 
the people when they pick these certain issues to fight and talk about when you disagree with them oh my god you create you you've committed a sin so maybe you all can enlighten me on them i don't know i I, I don't think we can enlighten you on them, but I, I appreciate your, your take on, on where you're at. I mean, I, I've got a two-year-old, so I, I'm slightly indirectly removed from, from these parent things, but I will be there soon, and then I will have the scoop. Um, speaking of the issues, Will, I think this is a perfect transition to Sandy's section about, about some of the issues. Sandy, take it away. It's my turn. Yes, Are you ready? All right, now our next segment is called Quit Poking Me, a plea to communicate outside of Facebook, but also not in person because COVID. He's, you guys, you should just see his face. He is just not <laughs> me at all. It's fine. It's thing. Oh my no, God, no, Will no, Bailey no. hates me. All right, here we go. <laughs> so here's the question. We just talked about what's happening on social media. Our question for you is in real life, not on social media. Do you think that what's happening online is representative of the community at large, or do you think there are other issues we should be focusing on? Um, I think there's other issues we should be focusing on, but a lot of folks live their life around social media. But, so, but what are the issues that, like, what are the issues you wish people would just, talk about? My issues, basically just focusing on kids, focusing on kids focusing on, um, you know, equality and, 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 and fairness and things like that, that you don't hear, you know, you don't hear a lot about that. And when you're talking about navigating, you know, something like the, the big, like to me, the big issue right now is navigating COVID-19. I mean, that, you know, if we don't do this right, you know, we'll be back in to where we were over a year ago, um, you know, expanding access to early education. We all know, we all, we all have read by the third grade, you know, if a, a, a African-American male isn't at a third grade reading level by the third grade, there's a good chance they would fail school, right? So we all know early education will help with that, right? That's some of the things um, I'm talking about that that I want to discuss and I want to try to do, you know, and it, and it helps everybody, not just our black and brown kids, but all kids, you know, as it relates to early childhood education. And, uh, you know, to me, it'll help close the achievement gap. It's just so many things that I think that would do, you know, but I hardly hear that conversation. You, you, you I think you heard that conversation before COVID shut down everything. Now everybody else is playing politics and and fighting their own little personal issue. And like I tell people all the time, God, I don't have a dog in this fight. My grandkids, they're not attending school here. They go to school, they attend school in North Carolina. I'm just in it for all the, every single kid that goes to school here. To me, if one kid fails, we all fail. So I'm here to help them all. All right, Will Bailey's playing the long game. It's all- Well, you said I'm playing the long on. game. You're playing the long game. like. Like you're looking at long-term issues, you know, you're talking about putting kids into early right. education now so that their future is brighter Ex exactly. five years from then, it's, you know? Well, you That's pay now, you pay later is what I always say. You pay now by doing what's right, making sure these kids have a great education, grow up, be decent human beings, giving back to society, or you pay later by not caring 
And next thing you know, you're spending fifty to sixty thousand dollars to keep them incarcerated. It's cheaper to send them to Yale than it is to send them to jail. Will Bailey, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, Kristen, you're up. Welcome, okay, welcome, Will, to uh, the next segment called Equity, The More You Know. <laughs> so equity is the word of the moment across our city, but we here at Liberally Social believe that equity isn't just policymaking, it's foundational, and it requires homework. What homework have you personally done to understand the history of systemic racism and white supremacy in Alexandria and its impact on our schools? Well, <laughs> it's you know a lot of folks don't know this about me. I started out, I grew up, started my life in Southern Virginia, right? Halifax County, a little small town called Scottsburg, Virginia in the, in the 60s. Grew up on a farm, outhouse, no running water. Um, we didn't, we didn't hunt for sport. We hunt to eat. Um, so I've eaten everything from rabbit to raccoon, you name it, you know? Uh, and the reason I say that is that as it relates to racism and growing up during that time period, it wasn't that long ago, but you know, the things that I saw down the street, down the road from us, the clan would meet the burning cross, the, 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 co the costumes, the Halloween costumes, I call them, with the, you know, and my grandmother would say, don't look over there, don't pay that any attention. You know, uh, the bathrooms, even then, the early, the late 60s, early 70s, even in the restrooms and the gas stations in that town, they still had the signs up and at the water fountains in the restrooms that said white only black, you know, and, and things of that nature. So I started out young learning about racism and, 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 and trying to figure it out. Um, fast forward, I moved to Alexandria City and it was always, you know, we, we moved here. I started out in public housing. You know, my parents moved here to find work. They were here before me. Um, I'm, you know, my grandmother used to bring me here to visit them, but we started out in public housing. Then we moved to Del Rey, but there was times that, you know, we would get, we would basically get run out of old town if we would go there to visit. You know, we, we knew back then that we had to be out of old town before it got dark, right? Um, and it was, it, you know, just through, even, even now, I look back to when serving on uh, city council, some of the things that I dealt with, and I was never one to play the race card. I would just fight it and try to prove everybody wrong. You know, I mean, the little things. I, I remember leaving a city council meeting, having a headache, and I walked across the street to CVS, and the guy behind the counter left from behind. I'm, I'm walking around with a suit and tie. The guy behind the counter walks from behind the counter and just follows me through the store. And it, it was just a weird feel. I'm like, I'm up here deciding, deciding on how to run a city, and I still get profiled. You know, it, it was just. And you have a headache. And I have a headache, right, from being at a damn city council meeting all night. So, and, and, and I can't tell you how many times I'm going to city council. I stop at a stop sign and someone would come to my car and come and open the door because they think I'm an Uber driver. And I always, and I say to myself, I was like, I wonder if, if white males 
if they did that to, it, you know, it's just so many things or I tell you what used to piss me off the most was when I, folks that, that get up early, they would see me jogging through Alexandria. I'm always jogging different places. And I've seen you. You've seen me. So, so, but I guess <laughs> to some folks, I don't look like a jogger because I've seen folks run away. I've seen folks take their purse and grip it tight and try to get to the other side of the street. Because, and I know it's just my personal thing, right? It's like, I, I did 21 years for my country. You know, I still serve as a public ser servant. I run a nonprofit that helps thousands of kids every year. And, and it's like, you still, it's, some people still can't get over it. You, what they see, you know, we all bleed red, but what they see, they just can't, they just can't get past it. You know, so, you know, I'm hoping that I don't go out there a lot you know, pushing the race issues and like what the stuff that I just told you, I haven't told a lot of people. I have not told a lot of people about that, you know, but I figured you all are going to air this. So folks need to know how I feel, you know, and, and, but at the same time, mm -hmm. how I'm going to fight to make sure things are right for these kids. Again, I was one of those kids. I mean, I was told, I'm gonna be honest. I was told certain people told me in high school, I wouldn't be anything, you know, I was yep. told that, you know, and I was, and I was just, it, you know, and, and what you did, my parents would just say, you prove them wrong. That's all they would say is you prove them wrong. You know, just because, you know, you didn't, we didn't grow up with everything. I didn't receive a, I give out thousands of brand new coats every year because I did not receive a new coat. I was a 10th grade in the 10th grade, you know, and, and, but you got treated differently because of the color of your skin and the clothes you wore and the things you didn't do. And the thing, you know, my, I give out thousands of backpacks every year, guys. You know why? I didn't, we couldn't, my parents couldn't buy six, seven of us backpacks. You know, so the things that I do, I do them because there was things that affected me growing up. And now I, too much is given, much is asked, you know, but I, yeah, but we, we have to find, at the same time, it's like, trying to talk to people and, and trying to get them to understand why you feel the way you feel, right? Why you, for 400 years, I've been putting up with this BS for 40 years and still 2021, all of a sudden everybody's woke and, 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 and everybody feels they know what's right too, right? And it's like, but you haven't lived the life I've lived, you know? Oh, well, we, we, we do appreciate you telling us all this, not just us, right? But for the folks, our, for our listeners, because I think sometimes uh, what you described is so nuanced and so complicated and, and, so, and, and also so simple and straightforward at the same time, right? But it's an everyday, it's everyday things that happen to, um, to Black folks here and, and here in Alexandria, even to this day. And with that, I have to pass you on to Anne um, for the next segment, which is, I actually still think the next segment flows really well from, from what you've just been sharing with us. Okay, and hopefully I answered your question again. You all opened up some wounds there with that, mm -hmm. you know, so. We well, are grateful. We are grateful yes. to accept it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I hope that this next segment is going to be a balm for those wounds that you just reopened. Here's the time that you get to humble brag on yourself. So do you have any endorsements, any organizations, 
any good experiences you want to, you know, just let everyone know about? What are you really proud of that you want to share with us? Um, well, as it relates to endorsements, I was uh, vice president of Local 2068, the uh, Firefighters Union in Fairfax, which is the largest public safety union in the state. Um, and obviously being in the management now, I'm, I don't serve on the board or anything anymore, but um, I, to, I say that because I am a big union person. One of the things I am running on is uh, ensure teachers and staff have fair compensation. You know, I think if they're happy, if the staff and the teachers are happy, mm -hmm. our kids are gonna be happy. So that's, I'm, I'm big on that. But so to that point, uh, the, you know, being endorsed by the Alexander Teachers Union is, is, is a phenomenal thing. And I really appreciate that. Uh, the Northern Virginia Labor Federation uh, being endorsed by them is, uh, is huge. Um, um, I've done a lot of work with them in the past. So to be on the other side of the aisle now and, 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 and ask for the endorsement really meant a lot. Uh, the Mid-Atlantic Pipe Trades Union, um, that, and the reason a lot of these other unions are big to me is because of one of the other things is, is that I want to I try to fight to develop more uh, mentorship programs and bringing in some, because a lot of our kids, you know, they don't want to go to college, you know, and they, they're, they can make a good living doing other things, you know, but we, to, we need to bring in some of these other trades into the schools, I think, to start teaching that. Um, so, uh, but that's, yeah, so endorse. And then I, I'm proud to say of the six that are not running, I have of the six school board members that's not running again. I have four, four of those have endorsed me, which I'm happy to say, um, you know, which means they, uh, they believe in that I'm gonna go there and do the right thing. So that, that means a lot to me as well. Um, and, uh, you know, I shout out and endorsement uh, from uh, Mr. John Porter. He was my middle school principal, my high school assistant principal, my kids principal. <laughs> so we go further back than he probably wants me to say, because then I'll start telling his age. Um, but he was a big influence in my, in my life. Um, and um, so he means a lot to me. You know, he was like a second dad to me. And um, so when uh, to have him endorse me, you know, means a lot, just knowing I've known this gentleman for over 40 years. Do you want to take a, a moment to talk about your nonprofit that you mentioned earlier? Yeah, yeah, that's, thank you. You got to make it quick. You got to okay, make it super you. quick. Okay, okay, <laughs> thank you. So I have a nonprofit, guys, called Firefighter and Friends to the Rescue. I started it over 20 years ago because... As a firefighter on Richmond Highway, I was going into some of these homes running 911 emergencies during the holidays and things of that nature. And I wouldn't see anything in their home resembling a holiday. I would see kids at the bus stop when it's bitterly cold outside and they wouldn't have a coat. They'd have two sweatshirts on, things like that. So I ended up talking to the schools and wondering did these kids just were trying to be cool. They didn't have coats, you know, about, I would ask about the parents, you know, the families, not having not a, a Christmas tree in the house, things like that. And they were just, the kids just didn't have it. So um, that, in a nutshell, that's how I, why I started that nonprofit. So I started it on route Richmond Highway. Now it's, you know, I cover a lot of Northern Virginia, including every school here in Alexandria. 
Um, so the things, and like I told you earlier, the things that I work on are things that affected me and my brothers and sisters growing up. Our parents couldn't afford to get us all the school supplies we need. So that's why I do thousands of backpacks with school supplies every year to these kids. You know, when it's um, August 30th, we're gonna give out, that week of August 25th, I'll give out over four, four to 5,000 brand new coats to a lot of these same kids. Um, brand new. I help. Uh, I helped uh, uh, make these coats. I helped design them. Uh, I purchased them from a company called Operation Warm. They're the largest nonprofit coat distributor in the country, out of Pennsylvania. I'm on their board of directors. Uh, so they give out 300 to 400 thousand new coats a year throughout the country. Wow. So I'm their contact here, and I I get you know that's how come I get such a great deal on my coats purchased that I give out here. So August 30th. You designed coats? Yeah, they're brand. Yeah, yeah. You can't find these anywhere. No, they're nice coats. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. This is the best awesome. brag ever. I swear. <laughs> Learning about your nonprofit. You're a fashion designer. Before it was Firefighter and Friends to the Rescue, it was called Firefighter and Friends Holiday Rescuers because all we did was things during the holidays, during Christmas time. Fast forward, now we do the other things, but uh, every year we give out, uh, we do enough toys uh, for approximately five, six, 7,000 kids. On top of, I help the Marines run their Northern Virginia program, the Marines Toys for Tots program. Okay. That's why I represent. That's why I represent. Oh, I see. He's wearing the shirt. Yeah. Yes. So I oh, help them great. with their program every year. We get them a couple of tractor trailer loads of toys every year as well. Um, so, and, and basically, you know, I, I, I don't talk about it much, but I, I do say that, you know, I'm not uh, um, uh, someone that just got into this game as it relates to helping kids. I've always done it. I've always been there. I'm going to always be there for them. When I retire, I want my nonprofit to grow national, you know, um, wow. to make sure these kids have what they need, make sure that, you know, to, when they're getting, I, I remember my parents taking us to places like that when we were young, growing up here in Alexandria. You know, that's how we got toys and gifts and things of that nature. You know, and now again, you know, too much is given, much is asked. Now we're playing for it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's all we got. You did it. You did it. Thank you. Yeah, no, this was good. This was it was like a, a open open mic night almost. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Or we yeah, just you, were just like, just tell us, right. just tell no, us you got about me that. To, believe me, I've never the stuff I just told you guys. I never, I never talked about that. Do we need to delete it? No, no. Let it roll. Let it roll. Let it roll. No, I, I really appreciate you sharing that because mm -hmm. I think, I just think for some people, this is like the racism is so intellectual, and you really are bringing home the hurt everyday hurt that people have about it but how we still go on yeah you have to right and i just think like it's just you brought humanity to it as opposed to like oh i've read about it and this is great but you were really trying to help us you know like understand it and it also really sort of refutes the idea that alexandria is somehow different <laughs> Yeah. than other places because there are, you know, the, the, the thought is that Alexandria is this very inclusive, wonderful place, which it can be, but that we are somehow. You see how I'm looking, right? You see, can everybody else see how mm -hmm. I'm looking? Yes. Yep. 
That's side the side eye. eye. That is side eye. And with that, it's time to turn the lights up and turn the music down as our podcast party comes to a close. This has been fantastic. See you all next time. Bye. Bye bye. This has been another episode of Liberally Social School Board Edition, brought to you by the Democratic Social Club of Alexandria. We'd like to thank our guest tonight, Willie Bailey, former city councilman and current candidate for school board in District A. Check the show notes for Willie's website and donation links, as well as the link to a school board voting district map so you can make sure you're in the right place. Be sure to listen to all of the episodes featuring candidates from your district so you can call yourself an educated voter and school your friends on the race. Join the Democratic Social Club on Facebook or follow us on Instagram at DemSocialALX for more information about the Liberally Social Podcast. The creative and manual labor that's making Liberally Social happen is always done by Sandy Marks, Marta Schantz, Kristen Weber, Anne Fawn, Elizabeth Bradley, Rushmi Papu, Ron K. Hughes, Joy Pocatella, and Anna Yeager. See you next time.